0: Uh, Ulrich's were, uh, Gunny. I have a question for you, and um, or uh, Thanos, if he's able. Um, Doesn't matter where the rockets were launched from, air, sea, land. Let's say, uh, does that tell you anything? It's a total guess uh, to to answer to start with. Um, but do you? Is there something to elaborate on that, or? you think, nah, it's not worth it?
1: Well, we know they're from land. They have land launchers, they don't have ships, and they don't have planes that can fit those missiles, right? So they have to be from land, I think. Danny?
2: Say uh, nice. Yeah, I, it has to be a land strike. But, you know, again, so one side says they've intercepted 6,000 Ukrainian UAVs. Um, The Ukrainians have been absolutely silent about it. There's there's dozens of options. Maybe the the Ukrainians do have a limited number of uh, anti-radiation missiles. I think old Russian ones, they do. I think the MiG-29 can carry a anti-ship missile as well. Um, Maybe it was a test. I mean, maybe it was a probe. Maybe they just fired some old stuff at Snake Island just to see what the raid detection capabilities are like. That, that's not beyond the realms of possibility. Instead of really chucking everything um, at a target, maybe they're just doing a probe. Maybe they've got some um, old stuff that MiG-29s can carry uh, and they chuck those at the island just to see what the reaction times are. Stuff like that's important. If, you're, if you chuck missiles at, a, um, at an island, you can watch the response. You can look at the detection range. You can time it from detection through to... Um, a a tour say going from acquisition and search to track and fire mode um you can see how many tours are fired at one missile and if four are fired and one hits that tells you something about the effectiveness of the system so it might have been that you you, we again we just do not know what's going on all that we know is something something happened and something might be happening now a good few miles to the east so we're just going to have to mark time i'm afraid and wait and see we're hamstrung by the fact that one side are just compulsive liars and the other side, I've just got tight OPSEC and I've got their cards against their chest. So, you know, thanks, Kenny.
3: Hey, good morning. I was uh, coming back at Thanos. So Ukraine's primary strike aircraft is the SU-24. It's a, it's a light slash medium bomber. It's what we saw do the strike on Snake Island. Um, I don't think they use. I don't think I don't even know if they have any flying issue twenty sevens or anything more modern. But they they inherited a bunch of Soviet issue twenty fours, and it's fairly capable for its time. And they're still using it to good results. Also, once the Ukrainians have their Gray Eagles up and flying, they can loiter outside of even S three hundred range, and basically read any newspapers on Snake Island. Are you sure about? being
4: outside of s300 range
3: yeah i'm i'm pretty sure that uh, the optics on uh the the gray eagle that if it's flying clean at high altitude is going to be so small that it'll be because it'll be able to to watch snake island outside of effective s300 range Oh,
4: that would be a cool well gents i uh I, i regret that i have to uh take off now but uh always learn a bunch from you guys and uh, hopefully contributed a tiny bit for what I got out of today's session. So y'all take care. Have a good day.
1: You always do.
5: Thank you, us CJ? Doman, have you already interrogated Wings about the uh, potential UN plan or may I real no, quickly? No, 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 no.
1: CJ, uh is all yours.
5: All right, Gunny, so I want you to put your best uh, optimistic hat on because, uh, you know, in the military, as we, you well know, you sometimes have to come up with mil- military plans to suit politicians and political needs. But that's OK, because we live in democracies and that's how it should be. So yesterday we talked at length um, from Maciej, who has uh, an off-the-record source you know, within the Polish government that was talking about this UN plan to um, basically uh, not necessarily break the blockade, but come to some sort of agreement to have a UN chartered fleet pick up grain from Odessa and kind of move, move, um, move off. And now, you know, we don't have too many more details this time. You probably saw it on Twitter a little bit. I would like, if you wouldn't mind, if let's assume it has to happen because this is what the politicians are saying. From the military point of view, what would need to happen in order to make sure that that could occur safely? You know, some of the things we talked about were. Um, minesweepers, you know, needing to be in play, some sort of coordination with the Russians. Some people were saying Snake Island needed to be completely a non-factor before this could happen. I guess in your thought, if, if the UN really wants to do it and we want to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume they have the political to w- will to do it, what kind of military things would, would we need to happen first to accomplish
2: it? God. Um, okay. So my first question is um, – do the Russians agree to it, or um, are they against it? That That's the biggest question out of all of it. I think we started off with the assumption
5: that Russia would agree to it if it was, you know, a UN fleet that was, you know, maybe not... He didn't have US and, and Britain at the lead, but obviously understanding that they need some sort of mind-sweeping capability in order to execute this. Um, but however, we know obviously not to trust the Russians as far as we can throw them, vis-a-vis MH17 and all these other things. So there's probably some level of security require in order to make this safely happen. But I guess other than, well, I mean, you could talk a bit about the mine sweeping too, I guess, what I wasn't really getting a good picture of from shipyard and it's fine because it's super complicated and very few people can, can uh, understand it well, in my opinion, but, you know, getting through both the Russian um, mines and then also the Ukrainian mines too, right? Because there's two sets of mines getting into Odessa, what that would kind of look like ensuring Odessa is still safe from a Russian, you know, incursion while still allowing uh, grain to flow freely
2: yeah so all right let's go into the world of fantasy russia says um okay even though this grain's going to create currency which is going to be used to fight the war against us we're fine with it so um the un mission isn't a problem getting it under the un banner isn't a problem china will probably go along with that anyway they will stipulate yeah non-nato partners probably because they know it will Slow things up quite a lot because then you've got to canvas globally countries with a respectable mine countermeasures capability. So, who are we talking about? Uh, I would go for the Japanese. Do you know? I would certainly ask the Chinese, bizarrely. Um, just on the basis that they supply MCMVs, nothing else. Um, who else has got fairly decent capability? You could ask, you could ask the Aussies. I suppose, although they they're supplying weapons so they'll the Russians probably won't go for that South American countries, maybe the Bra- Brazilians uh not the argentines just on principle obviously um there's no one in the African continent really I'd try to do this kind of thing so you you'd want at least six probably i'd say maybe eight really high end m c m to run it you've got to you So the Russians say, yeah, absolutely, we're not going to do anything. I would be wary in that they would probably hit Odessa port anyway and say it's an accident and throw their hands up. It's not us. If they didn't do that and they really were on board, it's entirely doable. The Russians will probably say there can't be any combatants, like no escorts, so no frigates, no destroyers, anything like that, MCMVs only. They might even box really clever and say, do you know what? Not only will we supply charts of where we drop mines but we have a mine sweeping capability and we'll participate in it that would be a pr win for them it will take a few weeks there's going to be drifting mines they'll they'll need to sweep it sweep it again then sweep it again until the 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 insurance companies etc are content that this is quite safe and then they'll have to run convoys down i don't think they'll go for it i i just can't i i just can't see it Really, there there is nothing to gain for them, and an awful lot to lose in terms of um, it helping the Ukrainian economy. Um, therefore, if we if we go to the other side where the Russians say, "No, we're not happy," um, and if anyone tries to move grain down the coast from Odessa down to Constanta, we'll do an engagement. It's dead in the water. Nobody's going to go for that. Nobody's going to put ships in uh, because it will just be too it will be too high risk um, and. You'd need really robust ROE. You'd want the participating nations would say, fine, we'll put sweepers in, but we need our escorts. Is Japan going to put six MCMVs, four destroyers and four frigates and two support vessels into the Black Sea? Not I suppose China might go for it. And then someone pointed out that would produce an interesting challenge for the Russian. But I think the, the Chinese are probably just happy sitting, sipping tea, watching how this plays out and thinking more about their own... Um, Theater of operations in the future rather than getting involved in this, so yeah. I no, I, I don't see it happening, CJ. I really don't. I, I just cannot see the Russians agreeing to it. I'd be astonished if they did. And even then, I think there would be a degree of subterfuge. Um, and they might do what I said was they might have a submarine out and they might lay mines behind the sweepers, something like that. All you have to do is sink one grain ship and the whole mission falls apart anyway and this is going to take months to to sort out absolute months uh god knows it, it, it took long enough for us to get involved in former yugoslavia and even that was a cluster in, in many ways so i i really don't see it and and to do it to do it without russian agreement means a massive a massive group and the turkish won't let anyone through anyway on that basis and if the ships did run through, the Russian Mediterranean fleet is going to go straight through after. Um, because the Russians, fair enough, will say, well, if you let warships go through, um, we want our warships to go through. And I think the Turks would probably buckle under that. So, no, I think the reason this all came up was there was a report of something minesweeping, sweeping wasn't there off Odessa uh, a couple of days ago. I know Oscar picked up on it, but I've not seen any photographs to say whose minesweeper it was or whether it was even a minesweeper, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, a lot of people said the Russians had a minesweeper off Odessa.
1: So apparently if there was something, it was almost certainly um, just a coastal clearing minesweeper to get rid of the mines that might endanger you know, people at the beach. Um, says that. A couple of questions that arose yesterday. Um, who else might be good to be contributing here say the turks maybe india maybe south africa do they have capabilities for this uh because those are countries that have maybe egypt maybe because those are countries that have quite a lot of um let's say trade interests with russia and russia might not be as interested in destroying their equipment and secondly apparently the specific proposal that's being floated around the un involves Ukrainian pilots taking over ships once they're near the Ukrainian coast to guide them through the minefields. Now, for me, that sounds kind of mental because apparently these mines move quite a lot and it's not like the Suez Canal or the Panama Canal where, yeah, sure, you have a pilot, but the banks aren't moving. So, um, any comments on those two things, please, before we go to Kafteli and then Raver.
2: Uh... Well, first of all, you embark a pilot when going into any foreign port. That's normal um, because you, you you probably won't know the port and pilots are, are absolutely experts in, in local navigation um, conditions, things like that. However, if you're running a convoy, the convoy comes under the um, convoy group commander. So there will be a senior naval officer coordinating it um, because it's a naval operation. Yeah, it's grain ships, civilian grain ships, but this is a naval operation. Um, coming in behind mine hunters, um, therefore, the senior officer afloat will will command. You know this convoy. If they were sweeping mines just off the coast, off the coast, yeah, they might be looking for drifting mines. If, if the Ukrainians are using tethered mines, and there's going to be no danger of these drifting onto the beach whatsoever, maybe maybe they've they've got a problem with some mines are breaking free, or some mines are now drifting on the current and they're just popping up here and there and the Ukrainians just want to make sure the beach is, is indeed safe because I've seen people sunbathing out which is mega um, who could contribute to it who would I want yeah the Egyptians um, they, they've faced mine threats in the, in the past few decades before they've had to clear mines uh, The Japanese definitely um, who else
1: India, South Africa, any luck there
2: yeah, probably the Indians. Um, they're, they're 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 pretty professional. The the problem with it is again that that's a question that says um, who's great at mine sweeping. I don't know. I don't know these days. I can tell you in 1990, it was British and American minesweepers. That was it. 1999, one there were um, two navies doing the the mine clearance. Us and the Americans. That was it. Then the Japanese rocked up at the ceasefire, and then they did quite a lot of mine sweeping. But um, the primary effort was those two navies. And we don't even know, you know, I, I can bounce a figure around. I don't know the extent of the minefields. I don't know how many mines have actually been laid, what type of mines. Have the Russian laid acoustic mines, magnetic influence mines? Um, we know they're using drifting mines. Have they set tethered minefields? Are they putting them in fields and boxes? Um, how many boxes of mines um, have they laid? Have they laid up to the Romanian uh, territorial waters? Uh, how accurate are the charts? The Iraqis didn't have a clue where a lot of their mines were, so we had to do it. We had to do it from scratch. Um, they just started chucking them out wherever they thought the coalition would turn up. So, having seen the way the Russians conduct themselves, who's to even say the Russians have got um, proper mine charts? They might not have. In which case, the entire West Black Sea will need to be swept for months and months and months because there's going to be a lot of stuff out there floating around. So um, probably six to eight minesweepers, I think that might actually be an underestimation. Uh, and then you've got to get them you've got to get them through the Bosphorus, so you've got to get the Turks to open up. They'll probably do that because you can sell it as a humanitarian effort. and then you start your mine clearing. And of course, that's going to introduce constraints on both sides as well, because if I'm busy sweeping off the Ukrainian coast in between there and Snake Island, neither side really wants to be doing any shooting while that's going on. I don't it, there's no way the sweepers will go in there if, if there are if there's a two way range there. Um, and they would probably i should think insist on being able to provide their own escorts. Because the Russians saying, "Oh, don't worry, carry out your sweeping; it's fine." You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't trust that. So imagine a, a force of four minesweepers is, is out, and then the Ukrainians have a punt at Snake Island. I mean, suddenly you're in on an MCMV, and people are, are, are shooting each other over your head. I just really do not see this happening. I, I I'd be genuinely amazed, and I, I think the only way it could happen would be part of a wider ceasefire. Then, then yeah, I get it. But this is a shooting war. And third parties don't put warships into in, in, into that kind of environment. They they just don't. There's just too much danger involved.
3: So can we then revert back to reality now that you wonderfully closed this out? This is not going to happen. It's just a talking point. It's, uh, shall we say, an employment brief for many diplomats and those who want to follow the Russian narrative. That's all there is to it. And many people at the UN are, of course, falling for it.
6: Yeah, I think I spoke uh, uh, what I thought about this idea. Uh, it looks like a Trojan horse for Ukrainians. Um, the main problems here is one main problem will not be resolved anyway with this. And the main problem is the trade in area of Black Sea. This is not about just grain to africa the problem is much bigger and it's about trade and maritime roads uh second question is who will be laying mines after this is done and uh um, there will be again uh, like i said this looks like trojan horse for ukraine i wouldn't even discuss it this was probably given by uh, those same uh, so-called peacemakers uh who were offering Ukraine territorial concessions in exchange to I don't know some picture on Hall of Fame? Um, I don't see it happening either. Uh, and by the way, I may think that Russia would agree because Ra- uh, Ukraine would have to open it mine charts. You know, it will demine Africa. Uh, sorry, demine uh, Odessa, and then uh, obviously. Uh, Russians have very keen interest in all this happening. Um, There is no food crisis in Africa, and there are plenty of countries that can resolve food crisis. And between now and with complexity of this operation, uh, I'd rather speed up, you know, alternative routes to export Ukrainian grain and uh, try to address where it really is, which is piracy and uh, blockade of Black Sea. This is the wrong problem, uh, trying to get just grain out of Ukraine.
2: I, I, I think, to be honest with you, this is something that the Russians have probably spread because they know that the the, the, the Baltic grain route is now starting to open up. Uh, and if you think about it, what, what have they been doing? What have Russian, um, what, what's What, been the big Russian propaganda push for the past 24, 48 hours? Lithuania. They're threatening Lithuania. They're friendly Lithuania because they know that the grain export route is probably going to be up and running fairly soon via the Baltic. So now they're going to, I suspect they'll really start to pressure um, the, the Baltic state. We've got the Baltops group there. The, the warships will probably stay there fairly long term just to secure that shipping route. They haven't friended Estonia because the, the NATO, there's a big NATO battle group in Estonia. So they're, they're just toys out the pram. I think this is just toys out the pram. On the one hand, say, yeah, well, we are, thinking, we are thinking of starving black children because Russians are compassionate and nice, and therefore we might open up. No, they're not. But it looks good on the stage, and it's probably something they can bang around at home and then come up with some excuse to say, we tried and perfidious West wouldn't have it. And at the same time, they, they threaten the Baltic states because the grain is going to be moving out of there onto the world market which they don't want. But again, there's very little they can do. Uh, I, I don't know what their their all about is for, for Kalingrad. I'm imagining they've probably stripped most of the, let's say the competent military personnel out of Kalingrad to backfill in Ukraine. They'll probably have a fair amount of kit there, but they're not going into Lithuania anytime soon. <laughs> you know, the fastest way they'd do that is probably on roller skates, but they will threaten it anyway. Uh, And it's working. It is agitating people around the Baltic um, because there are people in Finland now demanding a naval blockade of the Baltic, which which is just pie in the sky thinking. So it is getting on people's nerves um, in Finland and Sweden and Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. The Poles, I think, are just looking at it, shaking their head and going Russian idiots because they've heard all this shit before. Uh, And the Russians are just throwing teddy bears around. Because there's again, there's not a lot they can do about this whole thing, um, and they'll just float UN-sponsored missions just as a just as a distraction, knowing full well that even if everyone agreed to it, it would take months to organize, and this thing will be over by then. Thanks, Gunny. Raver?
3: Hey, good morning. Hey, Gunny. Uh, so, what are the the pros and cons of Ukraine declaring a, a Black Sea blockade and sinking one of these grainer ore ships that are, are Basically, engaged in piracy. And then, because once the ships, once one goes down, as you say, the area becomes impassable because nobody's going to insure anything. So, why not close off the Russian threat by sinking one of these ships?
2: Uh, I think under international law, that would probably be illegal. Because even though we know it's stolen grain, it's not been proved in a court of law that it's stolen grain because the theft happened ashore. It didn't happen at sea, which is why it doesn't come under maritime law um this is a theft that occurred uh, on land and therefore there needs to be um a legal case pursued through through the um through through a relevant judicial system until then the grain is uh, in dispute it is a civilian ship that is defenseless um and even if they could sink it i don't think they would it, it, again what would it achieve yeah the the russians are making a bit of coin on this but um uh, I I think, actually, it's better that they keep stealing it just so we can point at it and, and say this is, this is the levels to which they will stoop rather than um, killing 20 people, innocent people, well, Russians, but innocent people on an undefended vessel. I think it's bad optics, mate. Bad optics is something the Ukrainians wouldn't, wouldn't do anyway. There are rules, put it that way. There are rules w- w- which civilised nations stick to, and that's what divides the Ukrainians from the Russians killing killing merchant vessels is probably out outside the bounds for me anyway
3: yeah top black age legal, sorry,
2: sorry mute button problems auntie go ahead yeah hi
7: <clears throat> and uh, especially uh a hearty uh, hello to gunny it's been a it's been a while since I've seen you around so uh first I have a couple of uh, things I'm curious about, but uh this is first first uh to be, begin with a softball, should should we just to to annoy any potential Russians listening? Should we re- always, from now on, refer to Kaliningrad as Königsberg?
2: <laughs> yeah, that seems, that seems fair to me. I mean, they're just temporarily there, aren't they? did uh, never ever cease yeah.
3: to exist. The name is still valid.
7: Yeah, but uh, I, I don't really have anything else about uh, about Königsberg. But uh, about the Black Sea, I mean. Uh, I've, I've probably missed a lot of discussions about the oil, oil rigs and Snake Island, but is there? Could you kind of give give us give us sort of a brief, uh, you know, uh, sort of uh, overview? What, what's going on with the oil rigs and Snake Island? Has there been any sort of confirmation that anything has even taken place on
1: Snake Island?
2: Um, short answer: no. Long answer: possibly, but nothing firm. Uh, and that's our that's our problem. There's there, there's lots of anecdotal evidence, um, some suggestions, some eyewitness accounts from people ashore, some visual indications that something's happened. But um, certainly, the, I think the last satellite overhead pass gave no indication of, of of anything having hit Snake Island at all. So we're just waiting, as usual. You, Ukrainian Eye command is tight-lipped. Um, opsec is tight so we we've no idea was it a probe was it a test of the air defenses was it a full effort that that failed catastrophically uh is snake island actually a big smoking hole in the ground now um no no one knows but my bet is my 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 feeling is ukraine took a punt at snake island and got quite firmly repulsed whether that whether that was just a test of the air defenses or an all out effort that didn't work we don't know uh, reference of rigs one's gone and firm's data indicates major fires in um four lo- i think it's four locations in in that general vicinity and there are some civilian ships moving around We would so, indicate a search and rescue effort but again we've got nothing out what i can tell you is there's it looks like there's a major a fairly major nato signals intelligence effort um going on in the area as well so I think they're shooting today, uh, and I think they'll probably be shooting for the majority of the day, and I, I still think the Russians are warming up to a fairly ma- major exercise. Some, something something feels like it's in the air, but again, what, I don't know. So, oh, excuse me. Uh, no, no real answers at the moment, mate. We're, we're looking, but um, we're not seeing anything.
7: When where was the uh, last uh, satellite image? That take that's come that's come out of Snake Island.
2: Uh, I think that was yesterday. So uh, I I I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to speak to a couple of people to see when we can get the next one. Um, and also bear in mind the weather as well. It might be worth looking at the weather over the Black Sea if it's if it's seventy, eighty, ninety percent cloud cover. Don't don't hang your heart out for a, for a good right. shift overhead because yeah. we won't get it unfortunately.
7: So. What is the significance of these oil, oil rigs being hit? They were hijacked by the Russians, weren't they? They were or, original Ukrainian oil rigs.
2: And again, mate, you're going to be disappointed. We don't know the significance. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is just a dunno. This is just a dunno. Right. Like, we don't know. We don't know what was on there. We think on one of them there was some electronic support measures kit. Um, Portland's seen some antennae on there, high gain antennae, which would indicate it was used as a electronic support measures platform to one degree or another we've seen a photo of two goons in combats on the upper deck with with weapons and that's about it um, right. i don't know what was on those platforms or what was on the one that was hit yesterday was there a long range search radar put on there don't know was there an esm um, facility put on there some port cabins and more receivers don't know don't know don't so know don't know it's, dunno, 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 dunno. <laughs> so do
7: it's not even clear if uh, if Ukrainians were the ones doing the shooting
2: uh, a, a false flag would make no sense whatsoever a, a false flag yeah. I that makes no sense whatsoever the Russians would have nothing to gain what we do know is that on at least one wellhead now there is a massive um, badly buckled steel which will make um, um, refixing that wellhead. Probably a great deal more problematic. Was the oil rig the intended target? Don't know. Is there a warship in the vicinity? Oh. The Ukrainians and... went after the warship, and the oil rig gotten away. Don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, just really do not know. We, we're just picking at the bones here, and there's there, there's not enough to make a, a small meat sandwich. I'm afraid. So the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense
1: Telegram channel just put up the following. Uh, do you want it in English or Ukrainian? I'm guessing English. Oh, um... Ukrainian. <laughs> <laughs> Under the Snake, Island was hit with uh, by, by Ukrainian uh, military. Uh, the garrison of the Russian Federation uh, suffered significant losses, says the Operational Command South. Uh, now official, that, that's what they said. Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah, right. Show off. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let, let's see. Them. Let, let, let's see what the what the what the BDA is when it when it comes through. Um, they're not offering any. They're not offering any specifics, are they? So significant losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right.
7: So we do know now that the Ukrainians have been shooting at something
2: oh we 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 knew that because there are eyewitness reports of um l- large explosions on the horizon um people were reporting the sound of jet engines overhead about the same time around Odessa, places like that so we we we've always known something's going on. we just don't know to what degree and to what what success the russians the Russians are saying they repulsed it and and killed lots uh and now the ukrainians are saying it was successful and they killed lots so so
7: presumably the next time there is a uh, satellite pass on in a, in a wet, in weather conditions that uh, we can actually see something of that's that's when we will get some sort of uh, idea one way or the other on snake island at that, that, at least right
1: yeah that's when we can know for sure right yeah the extent of damage importantly interestingly the ukrainian telegram channel the ukrainian ministry of defense telegram channel Use the you know the photo with all the circles of different equipment, um, of the of the satellite, right? So uh, even they're using OSINT data, so to speak.
8: Okay.
1: Uh, let's uh, let's go to Timu
8: Yeah, regarding the wheat exports, if we look at the biggest importers of wheat, most of those are countries with friendly relations to Russia. and If we look at the Biggest exporters of wheat, most of those are countries with kind of bad relations to Russia at the moment. So I think uh, I think Russia is starting to realize that the great master plan, lift the sanctions or we starve our friends, isn't going to work. So that could be reason why Russia might be more open to ease the grain exports. For I think, for example, there has been some talk by the chairman of Duma that they want to put up, put up their own alternative to G8 because Putin was really angry about getting kicked out of G8. So and it, it has countries like Indonesia, which is largest importer of grain. Also, Indonesia is host of host of G20 this year. So causing food price crisis in, in Indonesia would be kinda of bad if Putin wants to go to C twenty. So it is kinda of the Crane imports or Crane exports of Ukraine they are probably worth of like six billion. So that in terms of support coming from Europe and USA, that isn't that big money. So so it is kind of trade-off. So I think there are reasons why Russia might be open to it.
1: I mean, of course, and what, I think what, one thing that should be notable, uh, sorry, that is notable and should be stressed. Turkey imports well over a million tons of wheat a year, right? That, they're a huge wheat importer. And obviously they, they straddle this kind of odd position that they do, as well as being you know, very conveniently located for any shipments across the Black Sea. That's uh that's somewhat notable as well. Andy?
7: Yeah. So, uh, one more thing uh, I had on my mind about uh, the Black Sea. Uh, if Ghani is still around, is he? Are you?
2: Yeah, maybe.
7: Okay. So, uh, uh, you kind of touched on this already, about because there's been these uh, rumors swirling around of, uh, of a second uh, Russian warship uh, being hit and sunk. So, has there been anything more about that it's, it's is it just still rumors
2: um anti you know what i'm gonna say <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um the, the the russians the russians have admitted uh, there's stuff knocking around on telegram to say the russians have admitted losing a ship but we don't know what um and that's about it <laughs> that's really about it um I- so it could have been a
7: sailing ship could have been a you know a milk can or you know
8: rowboat
2: i just i i just don't know the the two the the two borers keep popping up and people keep saying well the russians haven't lost one of these literal combat vessels and then you go into many of these photographs and they were taken four weeks ago or or four months ago or or four years ago or whatever um so it's really it's really difficult to tell off the basis of um it's really difficult to tell off the basis of Twitter. I think one of the problems with the OSINT community is it's taken so much. There are so many people who just spend all day on Twitter and then just post random stuff. It, it's quite hard to yeah. sort from the chaff. So have the Russians lost something? Yeah, I think so. Was it a borer? Was it something smaller? I don't know. There's even some doubt about that photo of a tug pulling what looks like a wrecked ship. People are saying, actually, that's years old um and then when you go into the accounts because I, I like you probably i always go into the accounts if someone says you know that's not a warship that's taken years ago a tug towing something um and then you go into the account and it will say um long live uh, uh, the russian army so you just kind of for fuck's sake right fine back to square one try and find something else something else something else all i say is i think they've lost something right the, I mean, for instance, um, a couple of people said it was a Makarov. Well, the Makarov's not been seen, but just because the ship isn't seen for two days in Sevastopol, say, doesn't mean the ship's been sunk. It means she's probably on station, um, doing something. So we will have to wait and see. And the the Russians are just not honest people. So you know, if if I wake up two o'clock in the afternoon and a Russian tells me it's uh, it's daylight, I'll go to the frigging window and I'll pull the curtains back and I'll check because I don't trust them. So. We'll, we'll just have to mark time on this as as well. I mean, now the Ukrainian, for the Ukrainian did, Ministry of Defense come out and say they hit Snake Island and um, caused substantial losses. That says to me that there's a high degree of certainty there. But again, you know, high losses might be two tours and a pants here kind of thing, or they might have absolutely trashed the island one end to the other. So, don't know. Today's word of the day is Dunno, uh, which is better than yesterday, because yesterday was maybe. Uh, and then hopefully tomorrow the word of the day will be almost certainly. We'll see.
7: I'm going to give you something now that you, you're you probably going to respond with something other uh, than...
1: Thesaurus. Sorry. Sorry, Auntie, it was a joke. I was saying if a thesaurus. <laughs> also, we're, we're having a connection warning. So if the space crashes, just remember, go to the Water Report account. It will be back in a matter of seconds. If it doesn't crash, we'll just push on. Sorry, Auntie, I interrupted you with my very bad joke. Um,
7: no worries, um, and I, I can see that there's at least a couple of hands up, so I'll shut up for now.
1: No, no, no! Please finish. Please finish, everybody, because otherwise people will be like, "Oh, you, you've been mean to Auntie again." <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're okay. always mean to Auntie. <laughs> okay. No, Auntie's no. good, and you're a good German.
7: Thank you. So, uh, the the I keep seeing on my Twitter feed that the uh, the Russian tug that was confirmed sunk was sunk by harpoons. Now, is that really confirmed that it was actually sunk by harpoons or was it by Neptune's?
2: (laughs) Dunno. Oh,
3: lovely. I I fucking knew it. I knew
2: it. uh, it, It's hard to tell. It it was two anti-ship missiles, sea skimming profile. Um, It's hard to judge by the first explosion because the the, the ram went into the TOR uh, and then causes a, a secondary. So the four rounds on the tour launcher went up. Um, probably the man to talk to is Portland about that. He might be able to differentiate between the warheads because I think the warheads are, are sub- substantially different. Um, yes, lots of people have looked at this grainy footage and using um, um, African witch doctors' Yuju bag technology have um, decided that they're definitely harpoons based on velocity. Not sure how that happened. Um, I can't really tell between the two, w- whatever it hit pretty fast. Um, and appears to be in the, in the second footage that I've seen very low. Uh, given a position, uh, well, yeah, um, I, if I was them and it was within Neptune range, I'd have used Neptune to be honest with you. I'd husband my harpoons, keep, keep the poons back. for when you might really need something with, um, high-end capability against defended target. If this was a tug on its own, I'd have just put two Neptunes into it and, and and knowing that that would do the job. So, But but if they did indeed use Neptunes, why did they use two of them instead of just one? Um, Yeah, good question. So then you, you, you go back into, well, was there another warship there? Was she escorted? Was there a warship up front uh, or riding shotgun? And they wanted to make sure that they hit this tug. Was the warship the original target and the tug took him instead? Was the warship actually sunk as well as the tug and we just don't know it yet? Or did they just want to make sure that this tug went under, like properly under? Not not burnt out, not sent back badly damaged, but I mean absolutely smashed up. Uh, Lovely. Roll, roll the dice on it. Roll the dice. I, I'm erring towards two Neptunes to make sure that no one got off it alive, to be honest with you. Righto. That's that's more than I needed. So I will now shut
7: up. Thank you.
1: Thank you. The uh, CJ. Sorry, my phone is in an ice sleeve. Uh, I think it's CJ Rayburn and VSL. Where I just my guess, CJ.
5: Well, wings, I got some bad news. It looks like we're going to be uh, forced into friendship here uh, by Doman. Have you seen this latest Snake Island? shenanigans that have just just been announced by Russia
2: uh so I, I saw their last official communique which was they they killed uh dozens of Ukrainian UAVs that were led by two TB2s that's the last one I saw by them
5: I got an even better one here so you know I, I had seen this footage about 20 minutes ago but Doman brought it to my attention and I, I saw it on the Russian telegrams that it was this is what they're trying to push so long story short they're trying to say that the reason why Snake Island is safe is because they conducted all of these uh, UAV sorties against M triple sevens that were aligned against Snake Island. I don't think uh, you need an expert to tell you why that's uh, that's not possible for two reasons. One, you know, triple sevens can barely hit Snake Island, right? Only in high angle mode with an X cal could you ever get the the range to conduct a shot the second thing is too i don't think russia necessarily is flying a lot of uavs over odessa 24 7 especially low flying ones that are dropping munitions the range you would need on a uav to hit the only firing point in odessa that could hit snake island is just not feasible for the russians so it's just a whole lot of bullcrap but i thought i would bring that to your attention because it's just a new level of just dumbness from russia in terms of what they want to claim
2: yeah, I mean, I mean, are they on, are they on meth over there or something? I mean, okay, I get it's it's for internal consumption, um, and there are some idiots over there in that country that will buy it. But I, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of DPRK propaganda. Um, it's it's stuff like this is so childish. It has to be for internal consumption, and and it just kind of gets out and they know that we're all just going to have a bit of a giggle about it and go, yeah, all right, cheers. Um, I mean, that's just absolute bollocks, isn't it? They they really do talk crap sometimes. But, yeah, I, it all hinges on the next satellite pass. Uh, and then then we'll have a really good feeling um, because there's been so much cover of it, uh, coverage of it before. We pretty much know where everything is on there. so And there's nothing they can do about the satellite pass. Once, that, once those overheads get into public domain, um, then the game will be up for them. If it all looks tickety-boo there, then they're, they're right. They did beat it off. Um, I think the Ukrainians know that the overhead footage is, 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 doesn't lie. And I think they've released that press statement in anticipation of, of overheads coming through on, onto social media shortly. And, and it will be borne out what, what they're claiming will be borne out. Um yeah, I mean, the ocean community is going to go into meltdown, aren't they, CJ? If there's good weather over. I'll have a look, actually. You see what the weather's like over Snake Island. But um, those satellite companies are going to be making some serious bucks, I think, over the next few hours, as soon as the images start coming up.
5: Yeah. And, I mean, you're 100% right. And that's why, uh, if you want to take a look, I just posted it on my feed. Doman sent me the, the Russian narrative portion. The video is somewhat separate, but just it's so incredible to me that they – I think that, you know, let's say there was damage on Snake Island, right? They want to attribute it to something that they can control or fight back against. So artillery somewhere, probably in the Donbass, is the footage they're using to show that they're successfully defending Snake Island. But also, as you said, give them an alibi if the satellites go over and there's a bunch of stuff destroyed. They can still have a nice little video that shows, hey, they they shot us, but we killed them all, even though the two events are completely unrelated. Uh,
2: Yeah, it looks cloudy. It looks overcast over there at the minute. Um, uh, re- reports of some rain, um, some thunder. So I need to try and pick out a really reputable um, weather forecast. If anyone else has got a good weather app for that kind of area, um, maybe Constanta would do. Actually, Constanta and we will know what the weather's going to be like. Can someone tell me if windy.com is a good idea?
1: Or not? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go on to Raver. Raver, go
3: for it. Hey, this is uh, going back to the question about the Neptunes and and just going to point out that the Neptune is an updating and slight reimagining of the KH-35, which is uh, known as the Harpoonsky, which was a Soviet Russian copy of the American harpoon. So if it was harpoons or Neptunes, it's, it's really, you know, six, one half dozen of the other as far as capabilities go. And I'll go back to being quiet. Yeah,
2: just a warhead smaller. Uh, it's a couple of hundred pounds smaller, I think, looking at this. Okay, uh,
1: let's go to VSL. Then uh, I couldn't see who was when, but I'm going to go with John, then Antti Denkafteli, because that's how you appear on my screen. VSL.
0: Thank you. Um, so there were two or three orbits. I'm getting confused here because I'm trying to to look at different satellite, a free satellite images and it's it's quite weird because they're the travala the, the, i think if i'm saying it correctly the, the no the the, the, yeah yes thank you uh Doman, with your pronunciation i'm jealous um he's not the one who's on fire and, and uh, yeah i didn't see i only saw two fires, but there are indeed three fires uh, wings thank you for pointing that out um so it's a bit weird. Um because it's an it's a smaller oil thingy, I think. What's on fire, probably. But it's not the Travida or Crimea. It's it's weird. Something yeah, the, it might be called the uh, Bokyo Towers, and that's a totally separate thing. No, I'm no, not no. sure.
1: Just these oil rings all together are called the Boyko Towers. Boyko, I don't know, looks like sounds like a man's name.
0: Yeah. Like, like something you would name in a an a thing in a in a zoo. So, but they're three, not two. That's that's what I'm uh, questioning here. All
1: right, you know, also the former uh, prime minister of Bulgaria was named Boyko. Uh, just FYI, before you insult the good people of Bulgaria too much. Although, you
0: know,
4: sorry,
1: yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's a legit name, Boyko. Um, right.
4: Let's uh, let's go on to John. Thanks, mate. Yeah, just, just having a chuckle listening to listening to CJ and, and Wings incredulous at the uh, the ridiculousness of Russian propaganda. But I mean, a couple of days ago, Lavrov went on the BBC and said Russia uh, did not invade Ukraine. Um, and I think if you use that as your baseline, then I mean, it's just the, 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 there's not really a point paying attention to to anything they say. Um, but no, j- j- back to where I switched on to earlier on, um, and I just caught the tail end of, of, wings discussing it. So I'm sure it'll circle back around again. Um, but if that, if that's right, and the second rig has been struck, that, that really is interesting. And we had a little chat about that last night, um, and about how that, that could well be, um, Ukraine making a, dist- a strategic decision to remove Russia's attempt to create economic facts on the ground. Um, with those rigs, uh, and you know clearly the same would apply to Snake Island. But granted, conversations have moved on from there. But no, I mean Russian propaganda—it's just it, it is genuinely funny. It's, it's,
2: it's almost as unbelievable as. Um... British Army recruitment videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, same sort of content and same disappointment at the end. No, just remember everyone,
1: Lavrov has been saying this for months now, literally a couple of weeks after, three weeks after he started the war, Russia started the war, the expanded Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, at those Turks in Turkey, he said uh, to the press, we're not at war, we didn't invade anyone. While, you know, Russia was over... Thirty percent of the Ukrainian territory. So yeah, it's um, it's a very particular Orwellian atmosphere that you feel whenever you hear or see them, don't you? Andy. Well,
7: the, the thing I found in, find interesting about the um, re, report that CJ mentioned the uh, the sort of um, the Russian the, the latest Russian narrative is that if they're going through this trouble of constructing a lie that i think that's that's to me is a positive sign because because i believe that points to the direction that when we do see next satellite images we will see some damage there like in the in the way of uh, where there's smoke there's fire but i mean just i mean i would if i were living anywhere near Ghani, i i would uh, i would better really good glass of uh, scotch on that, we will see some damage next time. There's a satellite overpass and some Im- images.
2: Yeah, um, keeps, proof yeah, proof will be in the pudding, mate. won't Um Yeah, I, I think today. Would we'll, hopefully we'll get some good images today. People have very kindly sent me lots of um, uh, weather stuff. Thank you, Becky. Thank you, Sam. Um, it look it looks pretty good to me um, for imaging. So um, yeah, let's let, let's wait out. Maybe Ukrainians have pulled that bunny out of the hat again. Um, or or maybe it was moderately successful. Uh, either way, what it tells us is is it does well as I've been saying for a while now, Ukrainians want it off the map. Um so they've had a punt at it. This won't be the first time. Um and it's not gonna be the last time that they have a good go at it. Um I think I'm shifting more, we're gonna park Snake Island, shifting more to what's going on out east with the rigs and see what this surface action group, if they have got some warships, let see what the surface action group's going to be up to probably today. Um, I would also, if it, if it's confirmed, they have got a couple of kilos out and some surface ships, keep an eye out for Net as well, because they do like coordinated strike. Um, and we might see some um, bears and backfires sorting from, uh, I think it's Elders Airfield way out to the east. That seems to be one of their um, bomber force um, hubs. Uh, and we might might see a bit of a um, cruise missile onslaught today. Uh, but again, the, the, let's just wait and see on that. Righto. I'd also keep an eye out for those two Krivaks, the, the 2 Krivak Crivac-class frigates that um, they've got in Sevastopol. I think they've been brought down with specific intent. They, 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 they've, got, they've not got land attack cruise missiles as such. They've got SSN-14. But I think they're moving them to Sevastopol might be a statement of intent. Because they're starting to run run short of stuff like caliber. Yeah, I know people are saying that they're not running short of caliber. I think they are simply because the weapon systems proving to be so unreliable in many ways that they're having to to expend a lot to achieve um, mission aims. And I can't see them keeping up this 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 rate of expenditure um, for very long. So I think shortly we'll see ships like the Crevax coming out and maybe launching. Um, SSM 14s at, at short targets we, which would be exceptional a, a mark of desperation to be fair
1: Cartelli? did you lose here? hope not